Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Episode number 314, Runaways, Season 2, Episodes 11, 12, and 13 last waltz earth angel and split up hello and welcome to another episode of welcome to level seven this is a podcast about the marvel cinematic universe and that includes tv shows that includes movies and that includes sometimes comics but this time it's tv shows three episodes of season two of runaways this is the end of season two, and we are here to talk about it. When I say we, I mean me, Ben, Ben Avery, and Agent Samantha. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I've been very, very busy. I am sitting here enjoying the quiet of my house. The kids are all in bed. I have a cup of tea, Earl Grey, hot. Yes. And I'm ready to <laughs> podcast. Uh, it was a busy day today, but last week was my busy week, and... Yeah, it's it's just kind of nice right now. Yeah. Just kind of nice. Well, the past few months have been very busy for me because um, field agent boyfriend is no longer field agent boyfriend. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, what happened? <laughs> I, what? Yeah, he has a title change. Ah. He's, now, he's now field agent husband. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding congratulations yeah. thank you yeah so you ready to talk about some some runaways yes all right so uh we're talking about three episodes the final episodes of this season last waltz earth angel and split up we're going to talk about it pretty much the same way we did last episode and that means we're going to talk about each episode individually with a little break in between to talk about just what's going on. And then if there's anything uh, in general we want to talk about at the end, we'll, we'll bring it up. For example, is this a good ending to a season? Because that is uh, – when I got to episode 13, I found myself asking that. Is this, is this good or not? And yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. But – um, let's talk about Last Waltz. How's that sound? Okay, let's right. go. So Last Waltz is the episode that started out with uh, Gert and Old Lace and Chase being held by the Yorks, who tried to get them to talk about where the other the other kids are. And then Tina arrives. And so Stacy and Dale are forced to go into action against her too, and they put her in the basement with the kids. But she's not acting like herself. Meanwhile, the others figure out where Chase would have taken Gert and Old Lace, and they go in and rescue their fellow runaways. Uh, sadly, Old Lace is not part of the rescue. Meanwhile, Leslie, who was so defiant last episode with Frank and the churchgoers, is taken to the crater for reconditioning. Her mom is there working as a reconditioner, and her mom also knows that she's pregnant. And we're going to put a pin right there 
on a topic that we need to come back to because I was very wrong last episode talking about Leslie and what was going on with that pregnancy. So the runaways have a little bit of a reconnection. Nico decides to get rid of the staff and she puts it inside the walls or one of the walls. And then the whole group decides to throw a, and I'm going to say this wrong. Quinceanera? Quinceanera. Quinceanera. They're going to throw that from. Yeah, that's better. They're going to throw that from Molly because she's turned 15 the day before. And there was no celebration for her. But when they go out to get decorations and presents and food and I believe Twinkies were a part of that, uh, a new character, not completely new. We've seen her before, but Zavin shows up. Zavin seems to be a shapeshifter of some sort, and she talks about weird things to Carolina and then just disappears when Carolina turns her attention away from her. And speaking of disappearing after a nice party with lots of decorations, we need to talk about that too. Chase tells everyone he's disappearing. He's leaving. He's going back home to his parents. And people are not happy about that. There's tears and emotional music and slow motion and slow edits cross dissolves. It's, it's very emotional. That's the episode. Last Waltz. Yes. So let's start with the decorations in the underground motel. <laughs> First of all, that's a lot of money that they put up. And second of all, that's a lot of decorations that that money bought that I don't know how they had time to get that decorations up that quickly, that nicely. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, I watched it and I was like, only in a TV show can they – would they be willing to throw this kind of money? Of course, they're teenagers, but they put that much money into decorations and thought into decorations. I I have decorated uh, a gym to look a mm-hmm. lot like that actually and it takes a long, long time uh, to make it look that nice and I mean this is perfection. This is like oh, yeah. the perfect prom decorations right there. Yeah. Uh, I've recently done a lot of decorating too. It takes all day <laughs> at least to make it look decent. Well, maybe one of them that's their superpower is to <laughs> uh, just really decorate fast and, and great, you know. Oh, you but. know what? Um, they do have someone who can fly. Actually, uh, Nico could just say Nico, yeah. decorate and it's done. That's true. Okay. So yeah. take – please take all my Stark. Throw it. Okay. Throw it away okay. into recycling and uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean they totally have someone who could just magically do that. Although she did throw her staff away. Yeah. Well, Still doesn't matter. Still can fly. It looked great and it was – uh, very effective and very emotional. And the details about the quinceanera, is that quinceanera. close? Yeah. 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 That was very close. Yes. Uh, it was interesting. I knew of the celebration, but I didn't know a lot of the details behind it and, and just some of the stuff they were doing with like the shoes and the toy. Um, 
that was that was neat. That was interesting. I, I and it fit into the themes of what's going on with with the crew. And the other thing is Molly's age. She looks like a fifteen year old. They were playing her a lot younger in the season one, but I, I believe her as a fifteen year old. I think they she was sixteen or seventeen when they filmed this. So she would have had her quinceanera pretty in real life pretty recently. I just if in the first season I didn't believe her as young as they were trying to portray her. Um, yeah. And and doing the tricks like the you know ponytails or pigtails or whatever just wasn't wasn't working for me. But here now, fifteen, yeah, I I can go with that. And she's growing up. They're all growing up. They're being forced into it. And I liked how it, it really uh, it, it it just supported that theme with with their journey. So that is the decorations. Um, now let's talk about Leslie's baby because last you know, episode of I'm wondering where they're going with Leslie's baby because they I mean it, it's towards the end of the season they could have worked around you know, hid the bump for her. Well, they were, they were, that's the thing. Last episode I hadn't, when we recorded last episode, I hadn't seen this episode yet. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and Stuart had, and so we're having this whole conversation where I'm talking about, you know, Scully wearing trench coats and I'm talking about, um, uh, Oh, uh, major Kira on deep space nine and how they, yeah. they did things with her where first they tried hiding it and then they made it a part of her story because she carried, uh, Kiko O'Brien's baby and, you know, just, just things like that, you know, the different shows, the way they, they do it, you, you know, they hide it, uh, Elaine, they just hit it the entire time, uh, on Seinfeld, but they either hide it or they make it a part of the story where the, the character becomes pregnant or in the case of, you know, Scully, it's, it's aliens or in the case of Kira, it's, um, you know, Kate, uh, Kate Kiko can't carry the baby and it's a whole emergency thing and they transfer the baby over and, you know, it's, but it's sci-fi reasoning for why, uh, she's, she's expecting a baby. And I was just talking about, you know, the, the different things that they can do. They were hiding it though. Like they were hiding it. They were positioning her behind it, it, one scene. They positioned her behind a dumpster. You know, like they're they're doing these things where she's I call it puppet shooting where they're shooting her like she's a puppet because she just exists from like the sternum up. And it's just just shoulders, head and shoulders from behind something, you know, and and they also were shooting her with different, uh, you know, loose fitting jackets and that sort of thing. So here I'm going along while they're hiding. I guess they chose not to, you know, make her be pregnant. You know, And then this episode happens. And I'm like, wait, what? They they spent a whole bunch of episodes just hiding it. And, and I, I'm wondering, did they just decide, you know what, it's just we're just going to make it a part of the, the story because we've been hiding it and and shooting's not done. And and, you know, maybe maybe the baby's bigger than they were expecting or something like that. And they weren't they realized they weren't going to get through the season. So they said, let's just embrace it. You know, I, I don't know. But she wasn't fooling me before this episode she thought she was fooling everybody else but not me um i i just was i was surprised when i found out they actually they were just gonna embrace it and let her be pregnant in the show too 
Yeah. Plus, the color white doesn't exactly hide curves very well. <laughs> that's true. And that's all she wears. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, if you listen very carefully, because I moved into my husband's apartment or, um, and, um, I can hear him right now listening to Deep Space Nine. So they may actually be talking about that pregnancy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It just, it surprised me. I was so wrong last episode and, and Stuart was like, well, we'll just have to wait and see. And the way he said it made me think, wait, what, what does he mean? You know, like I can see they're hiding it. And it's a, it's a legitimate way of, of doing it, you know? And, and then it turns out he said that because he knew she was expecting in yeah. the show she was expecting. Yeah. So. Um, I have seen a few episodes of season three because I just put the show on TV one day and Hulu just let one episode play after the never after the other. I think I have an idea where they were going with the pregnancy storyline, but I haven't exactly gotten there yet, but I have suspicions. It's not going anywhere for this season though. That's no. the, that's the thing that just kind of surprised me was it, they brought it up and you know, storytelling device, it's there, it's there to use in season three, but it's just, it's set up right now. Um, but part of that setup is you're dealing with, with mothers now you've got, Leslie's mother, uh, Susan, I think. Yes. And I think it's Susan. Yeah. She shows up. It's her mother. So now you have Carolina, you have Leslie, you have Susan. Um, and then you have little, little one, little bun in the oven, but they're, they're playing with some of that, the just motherhood and daughterhood, uh, with, with some of the themes here too, as well. So. I wasn't there for the episode where you guys covered um, the mystery of what happened to Leslie's mom. But um, there was some suspicion what happened to her mom. Why is she suddenly gone? Why is she missing? And now we know. Yeah. Yeah. And perhaps in a time when Leslie needs her desperately. Well, and and we're going to come back to this because there are some interesting developments that come out of that. For sure. But right now her mom is there to uh, reprogram her, recondition her, um, the whole brainwashing cult thing. So Uh, let's see. Nico, uh, her staff is reminding me a lot right now of the one ring to rule them all where it's she's trying to get rid of it. It's bringing out the worst in her. And so she puts it inside the wall, which – as far as things go, that's a good place to – it's a good safe place to get rid of something. But – Maybe. Clearly it's going to be coming sort back of. because it's <laughs> – we've got two more episodes we're going to talk about in this episode. So we can go ahead and spoil that. It's it's coming back. It's yeah. coming back. Um, Yeah. Anything else from this episode? Uh, oh, mm-hmm. Tina. Tina acting out of character. Oh, Tina. Yeah. Yeah. And since we are talking about the later episodes, um, if you notice, there's a lot of scenes where um, um, 
Gert's mom, um, Stacy. Mm-hmm. She's wearing her glasses and then she's not. Yeah. She's has them on then she then not. And um I'm just gonna go ahead and spoil it. Um if you look watch carefully in the way she's acting in the scenes where her glasses are not on, it's very clearly someone else. Yeah, that's what's interesting about this is in some ways it's not quite an M. Night Shyamalan kind of thing, but going mm. back and rewatching these the previous couple of episodes, well, maybe it's just last episode. No, it's uh, a past like few episode Like episode 10 or 9 or, you know, but yeah. being able to watch that and kind of see what's going on, when is when is one when is Tina Tina and when is Tina not Tina? When is Stacy Stacy and when is she she not Stacy? When is Victor Victor and when is Victor Jonah, which we'll get back to in a moment here uh, when we talk about the other episodes. But um, there is a little bit of a, I think, discovery where we discover it now and you go back and rewatch it and you get rewarded for the rewatch, uh, like Sixth Sense or I guess kind of like Battlestar Galactica, kind of, but not really. I haven't gone back to rewatch Battlestar Galactica. I just can't bring myself because I didn't like the way that they wrapped up. I didn't like the way they wrapped up plot threads. I did like the ending and and what they did with that, but. Oh, like the last, what, 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. 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 Where. Yeah, I did like that bit. I just, that last season, a lot of it. Mm. Yeah. And and that's what I'm saying is is just with that one, you find out that people are actually Cylons and there's a fifth person who is a Cylon and, and you don't know who it is. And this kind of this mystery that kind of plays out over, I don't know how many episodes, but it just, when you're in the middle of it, it was really intriguing. But then I look back on it and it's just kind of, I don't know, feels false here. It doesn't feel that way here. They're, they're kind of playing with that a little bit, but, but not too much. And it really is more. The mystery is what's wrong with Stacy. What's going on with Tina. And it's really not too much of a mystery if you're paying attention. Um, at least it doesn't last very long. And that's that's good. You know, play with the mystery, but don't stretch it out unless it's a legitimate season-long mystery that has to be stretched out because it's season-long. You know, like, like Twin Peaks, that mystery should have stretched out longer than it did. Um, they were planning to stretch it out longer than it did, but... ABC came to them and said, no, you got to reveal the killer and you got to do it soon. And it still turned out as one of the greatest uh, sci-fi shows or fantasy shows of all time. But, you know, I've only seen a couple episodes of Twin Peaks. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen the the return season (laughs) that they did um, and I haven't seen the movie, but the episodes that aired on ABC, they are all on. Oh, are they on Hulu? I think they are on Hulu. They might be on Hulu and they might be on. Uh, uh, might be on Netflix? Amazon Prime. I think it's Amazon Prime, too. But that show, well it's just it's just wonderful. And it's so strange at first. I remember that much, but it's just. And it gets stranger. And, yeah. and, and there are elements. Uh, 
later on after they reveal who actually killed Laura Palmer, where it does feel like they're just, it's just filler now. They're just continuing because they can or because they have to. But, um, but the personality of the show persists and it's, it's worth watching for sure. Huh? Okay. So this is interesting. Yes. It's a CBS show, but it's available on just the basic Hulu. Like I only have like the five ninety nine a month oh. basic Hulu. Yeah. Well, and so it might be CBS All Access that I saw it was on. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm doing but, the CBS All Access thing because of Picard. Uh, yeah. I, I, oh, gosh. I want to watch that so bad. Maybe I can get my husband to talk him into, I don't know, getting CBS All Access for a week and then we'll binge it. Yeah. Just do it for a month. You know, like you're, you're oh, going to be paying yeah. for a, mo- a month no matter what. And there, th- I think there's only three episodes left right now. So if you get it for a month right now and you can binge the episodes in three weeks and then and then see the finale with everyone else. Oh, yeah, I could make that argument. Yeah, but we'll I, see, I, I, I think we've you could spent do it with a lot a month. of money recently. <laughs> yeah. I think you could do it yeah. with one month. Maybe, you know, you know, maybe we could gift you something, a, a wedding present of uh, watching Picard <laughs> or something. <laughs> here's here's some binge watching to do with your new husband. So anyway, yeah. it's anyway. Well, he's recently had me watching the last avatar or avatar, the last airbender, the, the, the animated TV show. series. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we are in season three, which is the last season of the main series. Um, so, we shall see. Uh, we may watch Picard soon. Well, I've only seen the movie. So. Oh, oh. I, <laughs> Speaking I have of M. Not Night Shyamalan. Seen the movie. Ugh. I have not seen the movie and I do not care to see it. Um, but the cartoon is, it's it's really good, really well written, very, very funny, very thoughtful. In some places, it's it gets to be very deep and serious um, and the like it turns from fun kid adventure to deep and serious in in a way that they went with the Harry Potter series. Oh, nice. So it, it matures. Nice. Yeah. All right. So back to this. Uh, one last thing, Zavin, uh, the shapeshifter person. She shows up. Her, her first appearance is just to say, I need to find that girl and then take over the actual actress's body. So like she is one person and then she doesn't take over. It's she shifts into the actual actress who is going to play the character. And, and then she finds Carolina in this episode and it's very mysterious. And clearly she's some form of alien thing. And she's looking for Carolina. Very, I don't know what to make of her. Even, even, Though I've gotten a few episodes into season three, I still don't know what to make of her. I mean, she's she's not a threat, but uh, well, we're going to find out more about her here in Earth Angel, uh, which is episode twelve. So should we just jump into yes. that? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So Vaughn always had a crush on Carolina, and so when she saw what was going on with Carolina's mom, he tells her what's going on with Carolina's mom. And then he and Carolina join forces with Nico and Molly to go and rescue Carolina's mom, Leslie. 
And so it's a caper. They go, they go through the whole, like what, how we're going to dress up, how we're going to you know sneak in. Carolina goes in, she gets caught. She gets put in a room where her light powers can't power up. Meanwhile, Leslie and Susan team up and in a tense showdown at the end of this whole plot line, um, as Leslie and the girls are, are there and then Vaughn's around there too, but they're kind of surrounded. Leslie just tries to convince everyone that the church is fake. And then Carolina uses her powers and everyone sees that the power is real, but they're able to still get the people of the church to see that Frank is corrupt and Leslie's mom basically becomes the leader of the church. And I don't know, this is a very good way to get rid of Frank and talk about why they needed to, which we've talked about already. But um, I was wondering where is Frank's character going to go that they can – dispose of him uh off screen with with season three they don't need to <laughs> he's he's out and he he does not need to be seen on screen again or nothing needs to be said about him to to get rid of him so that's good uh meanwhile victor is having weird experiences including lost time <laughs> messy labs and the jonah illness that weird um webby cocoony kind of thing on your skin he brings Chase into his confidence and Chase starts an internship at the Pride uh, and it gives Chase to see is his dad really a good guy now? And it turns out, no, he's not. Uh, they've been using two young women who work at the Pride as guinea pigs for weapons they are going to use to try and nonviolently uh, get the runaways. But they keep using these things over and over again and then wipe their minds. And so they are just going. It's a, it's a time loop for them that they don't realize they're going through because – they show up at the house, wonder why they they were called there, get attacked, get their minds wiped, rinse, lather, repeat. No, lather, rinse, repeat. Lather, lather. rinse, repeat. Yeah, lather comes yeah. first. Uh, so Chase does actually, though, make a deal with the parents that he'll work with them as long as they don't do anything to hurt his friends. And then also Zavin shows up in Carolina's room, calls Carolina her betrothed, which is weird. Because they only just met. Yeah. Yeah. And Nico thinks it's also weird and creepy, which is kind of funny because Nico can be weird and creepy herself. So especially when she gets those eyes going with the staff. But yeah, so the church, this is interesting to me because you have this church of the Church of the Gibram, the Gibram, and it is – a lie based on a truth that's also based on a lie. And so like the truth is aliens, they're real. But then there's this whole lie that they build up around that truth that it's something else going on. And it's just, it was interesting to me. And then to see the, the final showdown, so to speak with, with Frank and, and the people turned against him and that subplot check. It's done. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering if we're going to see Susan again. Is that just a one-time deal or? I don't know because I could see Susan. I mean, she's got now a a positive relationship with, with uh, Leslie. Like they kind of get along now, whereas they weren't getting along when she's trying to brainwash Leslie. But um, 
I could also – I thought it was going to go in a direction where Susan was going to be Carolina's ally in uh, and, and some form or another. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just the, – the Frank is the, – the actor who plays Frank, I don't even know his name, but um, – um, Kip he, Pardue. Yeah, he was accused of um, being very inappropriate during scenes um, – with with other actors actresses rather um in in some show he was doing before this and so he got called out and the timing for the show like that that was the question is okay so he's been called out for doing pretty horrendous things what's going to happen on the show they're not going to continue with him obviously and this ending it's it's a bad ending for the character and timing is just about perfect as far as what needed to be done for him. I, I was surprised how neatly things worked out there. I always felt that his character was disposable to begin with because he was too pride. He was a disposable person in well, many ways. I felt like they were kind of building him up to be an antagonist for pride. Uh, and, and they were, they were, but this, they don't have to do anything with him in season three. They've, they've done a, a great job. I, I want to say it was accidental. I am. I don't think anything was coming out about what he did before uh, this season, but it, it happened after season two. I mean, I haven't seen season three, but maybe they will mention it. I mean, they could, there's just now there's no reason to. Yeah. From the few episodes I have seen, it's, I don't recall any mention of him. Okay. I, I, of course, it, it's been a few weeks since I sat down and watched that. I did rewatch these episodes recently, yeah. but yeah. season three, no, not in a, maybe about a month. So Zavin, again, uh, weird, creepy. You know, you show up in someone's bedroom and tell them you're their betrothed. Um. I think you need to work on social skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, certainly she's been stuck on a buried spaceship for a few thousand years with people who don't like her at all. So, I mean, I, I mean maybe we can forgive her a lack of social graces, but um, yeah, she just shows up and this is very intriguing here as of this episode. It's very intriguing to me what's going on here and where it goes in the next episode is really interesting, but mm. yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, the caper though, it's fun. We get some fun moments with Nico and Molly and Carolina and Vaughn in the car. as they're, You know, talking about what Nico can or shouldn't wear based on if you're going to try and go undercover, you have to get rid of your, your jewelry and get rid of the, the makeup and makeup. Yeah. You know, Going, that made me laugh. <laughs> well, it's funny because Nico's all about being herself, you know, but if you're going to go undercover, you can't look like yourself because that's the whole point is to not look like you. But this is the personalities are all shining through and and there's this it's a it's fun stuff. It's fun stuff. Uh, let's see. Anything else about uh, Earth Angel before we move on to season finale split up? No, because I didn't take any notes. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But I think the one thing I wanted to talk about was Susan and Nico's makeup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about Split Up then. That is the season finale. It's the 13th episode of the season. There's a prophecy that Zavin and Carolina would be betrothed to each other. And Zavin tells Carolina about this. She also tells Carolina that Carolina is going to be a sister. And she tells her that while Jonah may be dead, he's not dead dead. He was only mostly dead and he got a new body. So he's better now. And the aliens who are in people's bodies are going to come for Carolina. So the parents, they do. They come with weapons against the runaways. And it's violence. It's not It's not as nonviolent as they were originally planning. There's a chase. It ends up with Nico fighting her parents using the staff. She went back and, and actually got the staff out of that wall after she put it in there. But she fights her parents now, does the Dracula rising from the grave move, and uh, creates this terrible explosion of energy that shatters a window and cuts her dad's throat with some glass. Alex manages to get his parents arrested through some clever uh, planting of a gun and and uh, calling the police at just the right time. Uh, Molly escapes Dale. Uh, Molly and Gert are running around in the, 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 the market area. She escapes Dale, but Gert gets conked on the head by Stacy, who is not really acting like Stacy because, as we said, it's not really Stacy. Uh, Dale realizes this in town, though, now. So he gets Gert, and he gets Lace, old Lace. He gets out of the city. Uh, Carolina, Janet, and Chase all get caught by Victor, who is now Jonah, and they are going to use Carolina, Janet, and Chase uh, the way that they use the the runaways' bodies at the beginning of season one uh, when they were using those bodies to keep Jonah alive. Well, they're going to use them because Victor is now Jonah. Tina is not Tina. Stacy is not Stacy. And if I remember correctly, I didn't write this down, but this is there's another one out there. There is one more. Yeah, but they didn't say who it was. Yeah. On the ship was Zavin, uh, Jonah's wife, and his son and daughter. On the ship? Yeah. There is yes. more than that, though. There's a uh, lot of aliens on that ship. Some of them died, I... and some of them took over human hosts. And Those I... are the ones that took over human hosts, I believe. I do find it really interesting, though. You have these two different alien types. Zavin is one, and then Jonah and the others are another. Jonah and the others take over people's bodies, and that's how they're able to be incognito on Earth. Zavin shapeshifts and takes the shape and look of people, but doesn't actually take their body. And I found that to be just an interesting dichotomy between these two aliens races and how they how they live zavin from what i could see i basically felt like she was the cinderella of the spaceship like she's she's on the ship no one likes her there but they let her stay because she's cleaning and taking care of things she knows the ship or knew the ship anyway and was able to run the ship for them but there's almost like a class system going on there where they look down on her. I, this was fun. This was this is when they did the animated backstory and at the beginning of this episode, and that was really artistically done, simple, uh, budget-wise. You know, if you shot that in live action, 
just for flashbacks, that would have been a lot of money. But oh, so okay. So this a lot of this episode and the uh, uh, season three episode one episode of stories they run together for me, which I think we can talk about uh, today because um, you said that this didn't feel like a season finale. And honestly, when I got in the middle of season three, episode one, I didn't realize that it was another episode. uh, Well, here's the thing. So mid-season twist, the ship Mm -hmm. blows up. Jonah's dead. And it's like, where is this going? That feels like a season finale. Uh, Yes. And then it changes everything. I mean, Jonah is gone, kind of. Uh, you have characters now who are being taken they've, – they've been taken over by aliens and are no longer the same characters. Uh, and that's not unusual. We see that thing happen in science, science fiction all the time. We see us, saw it happen in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with uh, with Coulson and Sarge and you know allowing um, Clark Gregg to play different characters. You know, it, it, It's fun. But it just changed things so much. But then it leads up to a season finale that's not quite as explosive, uh, doesn't have me hanging as much on the cliffhanger, but also doesn't feel like there was any resolution. You know, like I – they got a season three, so that's good. But this – if this had been the final episode of the series, this would be a show no one would return to. You know – because there's there's no resolution. Yeah. I wonder if um, the ship blowing up was originally intended as the season two finale. But the show writers and the producers got the feeling that they may be seeing a shorter series than they had expected. So they decided to speed up the, the timetable a little bit so that they could get more story in overall in a show. It's possible because all of a sudden in this second half of the season, you've got new characters showing up. You've got Zavin showing up. You've got these other aliens showing up um, in the same actors, you know, but it's just there's a lot of change between, I don't know, episode seven and this. Um, And just it just surprised me. Now, knowing that there's a season three, it doesn't bother me. It's just that's one of the ways I like to analyze the end of a season is what if. And of course, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., maybe that's what started it for me, because you get to the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season, you don't know if there's going to be another season because – and we'd have to wait to see. We'd have to wait to find out. Uh, clearly, we already know there's a season three because it's already been released and, and all the episodes have dropped. And But it is one way I like to just kind of look at the end of a, a season is it – could it be a satisfying ending? And – so you have some shows like Stargate Universe. Could it be a satisfying ending? End of season two? Well, it was the ending, so there's not a choice there. But it's almost satisfying for me because it's just kind of this hopeful, we're going to blast off into space and you'll never see us again, but we'll see what happens, you know? And and you have other you know, shows where they're very careful at the end of the season drop a hint for a cliffhanger agent carter season two it ends you get a resolution to what's going on in that season and then you get the post credit scene (laughs) that 
leaves you with a mystery that you may never we will never know what what the solution is to that mystery oh goodness remind me of that post credit uh the care uh, the the blonde agent what's his name oh gets shot <laughs> oh yeah it's it's when chad michael murray was shot chad yes, michael murray right. yeah yeah I was going to call him Chad McMurray, but that, <laughs> no, no relation to Fred, Fred McMurray. I, I wish they had never done that. They, if they had just not shown that scene at the end of season two, it's like the perfect series. Two seasons, they both ended well, and then you throw this mystery at the end, and it did not get picked up. You know what? What would have been a better cliffhanger if she's at home and as and she has one of those front doors where you can see there's glass, but you really cannot see what's on the other side, just a shadow. And she goes to answer it, opens up the door, and and there's um, Steve. Yes, but at that time we didn't know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How her story was going to go. Uh, I wonder if they intended to have um, Agent Carter run long enough to to have Steve return to her. I really don't think that they knew. I, uh, don't, I don't think they knew at that point that that's where the movies were going to go. Because this is a few years ago. So well, that's it, true. Yeah, I, I think you were onto something with the idea of that shadow at the door, though, because back then yeah. we would have been like, who is it? Is that her husband? And of course, we would be thinking it was the person who was going to be her husband um, that she talked about in Winter Soldier, who it turns out. Steve, it would actually be Steve. And yeah, and then you have the closure there. Accidental closure. Yes. Except while there's a mystery of who the, the husband is. It. They would be just playing into that mystery. And then when it gets solved on the big screen, it's intentional. Yeah. Of course, the whole thing about him going back in time and how it messes with the storyline. Uh, well. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, you know, who's, you know. Whose pictures, you know, whose kids were those in those pictures? And where was older Steve at the time when younger Steve was visiting her in the hospital? Did they ever run into each other? Did he know that he was going to go back in time? I just could picture, you know, older Steve is there with her and, oh, no, Steve's coming to visit. And so he goes and hides in the closet. And he's giggling back there in the closet. <laughs> I can't even see myself. <laughs> if I only knew, I wouldn't be so sad. Or he's, you know, hiding behind the curtains and you can see his shoes at the bottom of the curtains. <laughs> and his pecs in the in the folds of the curtains. You can see this just <laughs> muscular pecs there. So anyway, uh, yeah. So as far as endings go, this would have been horrible. And, you know, some shows, we talked about this before, but some shows, the way they end determines if you're going to revisit the show or not. And if this is the way Runaways ended, I would never watch the show again. Now, how does season three end? We'll find out at the end of season three uh, because that is the end. That is they were canceled. 
And so we'll find out. But yeah, I'm glad watching this episode. To, I'm glad knowing there's more, more coming. Were you surprised that Victor was actually Jonah by this point? <laughs> no. I think the skin was the biggest clue. Yeah. I I feel like sometimes you can dangle that mystery, but there's also a real value to letting the audience know stuff that the characters don't know. Cause that sets up tension that sets yes. up um, sometimes humor, you know, and, and sometimes it sets up tragedy um, cause you know, tragedy is when the audience knows where something is going and the characters don't, you know, when, when it's heading in a, in a bad direction. And <clears throat> this is one where I feel like, they reveal it just the right way. You knew they weren't playing it as a mystery that you weren't supposed to know. They were playing it as a mystery that they were showing you and, and the characters are, are finding out after the audience. And I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Though I have to say James Marsters, he plays a really good, um, Jonah, who is pretending to be Victor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, Jan- uh, not Janet, uh, Tina. I mean, it was obvious when the other personality was coming out. Um, Stacy, it was... The glasses. There were signs yeah. there. But yeah, but I mean, if you weren't paying attention to the glasses, you could just... Well, there was still the, the hint of something's not quite right with Stacy, too. But I think that's because um, Jonah's wife's character is just so much more in control. Um, and Stacy legitimately was trying to find her daughter. Um, but, oh man, they're... Speaking of daughters, uh, Tina slash Jonah's daughter. Uh, man, she's a bad actress. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but she's not even trying, plays, you know? Yeah, she's not even trying. Um, but I think that the reason why oh, they were lucky to have James Marsters play Victor, because um, he is such a talented actor. Um, he really delivers. He does. In this series. He really does. I, I, I'll just put it in this series, both seasons. He he delivers and yeah, he gives you a character that you can you don't like. He does bad things, but you could kind of go with him you know, trying to be redeemed. And then now what he's doing with this character, with the alien inside him, this is, it's good. He's good. And they need a, yeah. And they need a really good, strong experience actor playing this role because, um, he's playing a very ancient alien who has gone on for lifetimes possessing people. And that's where the difference between him and Stacy's alien and Nico, not Nico's, uh, Tina's alien. Tina's. Um, yeah. Tina's alien is just loving this new body and just loving she's, she's eating the chocolate or whatever it is and analyzing her body's reaction to it. You know, she's talking about the endorphins in the brain and the, you know, brought on by the sugar and, and, uh, all these, all these things. And when she first started eating the cake, you're like, what is going on? This is so weird. 
then you realize not too long after that, oh, it's not her. It's not that she's acting weird. It's not her. And, and the same with Victor when, you know, he, he's like, I don't remember doing anything in the lab that caused a mess like this with my wife. <laughs> it's just, yeah, you know, and, and then that's when you start. I think for me, that's when I started thinking, oh, okay, it's the lost time that they started um, expressing. Uh, Stacy, on the other hand, is going from, at, at first, I didn't realize at first she plays it off as being this whole, just, uh, just, I want to find my daughter, you know, I I want, I want to find my daughters and you know, it's, she plays it off as just, she's intense because of that, but it's really, it's a completely different personality and that different personality is ruthless and, and, you know, will do anything by anything, by any means necessary to achieve her goals. And it, it's a little bit scary actually when, when, when she's not Stacy, especially when she's confronting Gert and oh, just yeah. wondering she could do anything right now. Yeah. In that state, she would hurt Gert, which is that scary because the Stacy we know and love Stacy and Dale, I don't think they would hurt Gert or Molly, but this other being certainly would and would not hesitate to given the, the chance. And then made even more tragic by just Dale trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And, and just like, wait a minute, you know, this isn't the way we do things, you know, and we, uh, we we're trying to be progressive and we're trying to, you know, listen to each other and we're trying to do this and that. And alien Stacy is just not having any of it. <laughs> She's just, whatever, you know, um, I think Dale is more of an annoyance to her than anything, but she's keeping up appearances. Got to pretend I'm married to him. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, which is, oh man, that was just disturbing to think, oh, this is somebody else and not state what, but it also makes sense why she would poison her daughter. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the, the Monroe's fight. Oh, I'd like to talk about that next. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Tina, um, so in that fight, um, at the end where, uh, Oh, hold on a second. Her name is escaped from my mind. When, when Nico does the scary eyes and and hurts her dad, mm-hmm. um, Tina says that she knows what was going on there. Now, here's a good question: Was it Tina, Tina, or was it Alien, the alien in, in her? I think it was Tina, Tina. I think during that scene, it was Tina, Tina. Um, I, I don't know though, but I feel like it was Tina because she's talking about knowing the staff and knowing what's going on with the staff. Ah, okay. I think, but you know, we could be proven to be wrong next season. I shall say no more. You can't. Cause I feel like if, 
I, yeah, I feel like if I say more, then I'm going to give give away what was going on or what direction that was going. But that's something that we will certainly be discussing in the future. Well, and and even Stuart, you know, last episode by saying nothing actually gave away something. You know, where he's like, oh, "Well, no. we'll see about that whole oh. you know pregnancy thing." Um, but so yeah, I'm I'm. Talking. I will say that I thought it, I thought one thing, but. As I watched the other episodes, I realized, no, it's something com- completely different. Okay. So here's where I'm going to do some predicting, looking forward at season three as far as where is the stuff going. People who have watched season three can laugh at me right now because I'm I'm trying to think through, okay, who is the other person? Who is the fifth Cylon or rather the, uh, the fourth alien? Um, I'm – wondering does this mean it's one of the runaways who is actually possessed by an alien that'd be an interesting dynamic anyway change change relationships and, and cause some real uh chaos i guess for lack of a better term uh the other thing i'm wondering is is it permanent jonah when jonah got killed the the alien left his body but are we going to see the parents be the parents anymore? And then my question is, do we care because they're evil? And I, it's not like I want to see the kids get you reunited with their parents because their parents are awful human beings. So, and then there was one. Other well, I certainly thing. want to see Stacy come back because I like, I, I actually do like Stacy and Dale. <laughs> I like Stacy and Dale, but they're still party to a lot of really awful things, even though they're, even though they skirt the thing, you know, they're like on the, on the edges of the, the line of what's right and wrong. They're on the edge, but they're on the edge on the wrong side (laughs) and, and not on the right side. So, um, but I, I'd be really curious to see, you know, what, who, who is the other one? And if it was a runaway, I think that'd be really, really neat. Like if it was Alex, be some new dynamics that would come out of that. So. I haven't even gotten that far into season three yet. So I still don't know quite who the, the fourth one is. And yeah, I have would... ideas, but I, I don't know who. So, so that's the end of the season. And, uh, any, any other, anything else to say about the end of the season here? Like I said, this episode, um, as I was watching, I was cooking a lot and doing a lot of preparations um, while watching the series, and I went right into season four, did not even know it was a diff- different episode. <laughs> because there was no cliffhanger. There was nothing exciting. There was nothing... I didn't feel like there was really anything significant. It felt like one of those middle episodes that we talk about that you have to kind of slug through in order to, to get to the more interesting episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. All right. Well, uh, with that said, I think it's time to close down the, the episode. And so I'd like to say, let's see here. I'd like to, thank our patreon patrons if that well, list if my list is still up to date here's the up-to-date list i want to say thank you to tassel and uh agent jeffrey and bless cheesemaker 
thank you so much for being patrons with us. Thank you so much for, in the case of Jeffrey, for being a patron for a long time. Uh, it's really appreciated, and especially in in the midst of uh, us, you know, having time where we aren't releasing episodes, and and so I appreciate that a, a lot, and that helps us to basically keep the shop open, <laughs> and and uh, keep the website going, and yeah. So thank you very much. Thank you. So as usual, we just want to thank you, everyone, for listening. I want to wish you Godspeed, and and thank you for being a part of of this podcast experience for us. You know, this podcasting experience, it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. And, uh, you know, when I started podcasting, I was a different person. You know, when I stepped into the podcasting space, when I walked into this place, I was a dumb kid. But because of everything that we've been through, I grew up. Thanks once more for listening. You've heard us. Now we'd love to hear from you. Just go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback to contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 You can also join the conversation by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash welcometolevel7, or by following us on Twitter where we are level7pod. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, Godspeed. Hey there, everyone. This is Ben alone right now. I'm standing outside on my porch. It's a rainy rainy April day. And uh, the episode that you just listened to was recorded a little while ago. Uh, it was recorded right actually toward the beginning-ish of the uh, the coronavirus um, situation here in the States. I mean, it'd been going on uh, elsewhere a lot uh, before that, but toward the beginning, and we actually recorded a different uh, post credit that was kind of a lighthearted little, hey, wash your hands kind of thing. Um, and then uh, right after we recorded that, things just got a little more, uh, a little more serious. You know, uh, it's wacky times we're living in, but I feel like it's not, you know, Belki Bartokamus from Perfect Strangers kind of wacky. It's it's more like H.P. Uh, Lovecraft kind of wacky, and that's probably the first time you've ever heard Belki and uh, Lovecraft uh, referenced in the same sentence. But hey, you know, that's part of why you come to the podcast, maybe. But anyway. Um, you know, things happened. And so the podcast kind of got put uh, aside. And uh, now that things have kind of not evened out necessarily, I'm not even sure what things are going to happen to make it more even. But as um, at least lifestyle and uh, situations have get, gotten evened out uh, here, I was able to kind of p- pick the computer back up and uh, edit, the, edit the podcast together. Um but I mean, I say that and, you know, everyone is in that same kind of a situation right now. And so here we are, it's the first week of April and, uh, parents are learning how to be, uh, homeschoolers. I just watched a car drive by with a bunch of toilet paper in the passenger seat. Um, 
you know, people are, are dealing with jobs. Some are losing jobs. Some are having to go to jobs that they would rather not go to because their, you know, grocery workers are on the front lines right now. Like it's just a, it's just something unlike anything. Um, most people my age and a little bit older and my age and younger have never seen before. So as we are going through this, I just want to say, you know, just as far as how the podcast is going to work, I don't know how it's going to work. I do know this. I know I've been really appreciating the podcasts I've been listening to. And so I've been feeling bad that I haven't been putting podcasts out as much as I would like. With that said, though, uh, this week there was some very interesting Marvel news that came out. I know a lot of uh, people have been not going to movies. And, you know, the last movie I went to was King Kong, 1933's original <laughs> King Kong. Since then, different uh, companies have rolled out different strategies. You've had Universal, who is taking some of their movies and just going ahead and putting it online and making it available for 20 bucks. And so that's why I'm not going to see The Invisible Man for a while, because <laughs> I want to see that, but I'm not spending 20 bucks to watch uh, a movie that I would be spending, you know, seven bucks to go and see in the theater. Uh, I'll just wait on it, and that's that's fine. It's not super vital. Uh, however, a movie like some of the Disney stuff that's gone out, like Onward, if Onward wasn't going to Disney Plus or hadn't gone to Disney Plus, I would have gone ahead and spent twenty bucks on that because that's uh, that's all my family, you know. And so twenty dollars for my family to watch that is, you know the equivalent of what 35 bucks or whatever for, for me to take my kids to see that movie. And yeah, so I, we were wondering what would happen with the, the Marvel movies and would they go to Disney plus, um, first or would they go to Disney plus at all, you know, um, instead of going to the theater. And the answer to that is no, we do finally have an answer. Um, we have a new slate for the, uh, Marvel movies. So here's what we know is coming from Marvel from their movies because actually some productions have been shut down. I know that Shang-Chi was shut down because the director was being tested for, for Corona. And, um, but here's, here's the, new, the new list. 2020, Black Widow will be theaters November 6th. In 2021, February 12th is The Eternals. May 7th is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten King, Ten Rings. And then November 5th is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. 2022, we've got February 18th, Thor, Love and Thunder. May 6th, Black Panther 2. July 8th, Captain Marvel 2. And then October 7th is Untitled Marvel Movie. So that's what's happening with the movies. Um, as far as I know, from what I've heard, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7 is going to be um, on schedule. And as far as the Disney Plus things, I'm not sure what this means for WandaVision, because I know that's tied into Doctor Strange. Um, but uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier probably is going to go ahead and, and be released as as intended. Those things were all happening toward the end of the month. So, yeah, that's that. I do want to just tell you guys, please stay encouraged. And and uh, if you know if you want to drop us a line, we will reply to you directly. Uh, we may not read it on the podcast if you want to send us something that's personal. But um, you know, if you just want to drop us a note, um, 
let us know what's going on, if we can pray for you at all, you know, I mean, whatever it might be, we're, we're in this together. And like I said, I'm feeling bad about how little I've been posting podcasts. I mean, this is for all podcasts that I'm involved in, all of them, even supersonic pod comics. I've been feeling bad. I mean, it's just been a rough time. Um, you know, I was facing some health stuff myself before all this was happening. And then I had some, um, really, I'll just, I'll just call it, I, I don't know if I can call it clinical clinically, but, uh, just dealing with depression. And then, then this happened and, uh, just turned into some other stuff and, we all have things going on, and so I just want to encourage you, wash your hands, <laughs> but I also want to encourage you to stay connected uh, with people and, uh, you know, do the social distancing thing, but um, the other thing that's unprecedented about this is that we are able to stay connected in ways that we never had been in the past, where we can maintain social distancing, but we can also maintain relationships with social media and, and that sort of thing. So I do want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for spending time with us. Uh, we do this because it's fun for us, of course. And then we also do this because hopefully it's fun for you. So yeah, that's all. I want to thank you again for spending time with us. And I want to wish you just wherever you go and however you go there, um, or whether you're just staying at home, like most of us are supposed to, uh, I want to wish you Godspeed.